The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of hearts, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I need your help. It's been a rough week. What I mean by that is that many of our parishioners have come to me and shared what's been going on. And the stories that you hear, it's heavy. Things that you would never imagine. And, and then you look around and you're like, wow, these are my, my brothers and sisters. Situations where you just stand back and you look in horror at it and you feel overwhelmed. And as your priest, you come to me. I try my best. Feeling utterly helpless, though. Because of my own weakness, I don't make the right decisions. Sometimes I make things worse. And so in a particular way, if you can't just, I mean, I won't share the details of what, I've, what, I've, what many of us are, are bearing. But lift one another up in prayer. It is, it is utterly key. To lift one another up in prayer. Because I'm telling you that this, the stuff that people carry, it just breaks your heart. Breaks your heart. And that is why I, I love the, this, this solemnity of the saints. Why? Because it reminds us that we are not alone. That we are not alone. That, and here's the beautiful freeing thing, is that 
is that this world isn't dependent upon my skill or my talent or my wisdom or my brilliance. Could you imagine if everything just, just rested on us and our failings and our faults? Especially when, when the problems come, when they come. Suffocatingly they come, don't they? And then our Lord powerful. That's why I love this vision that Paul, that rather John has in the book of Revelation. John's in heaven right now. And he's given this beautiful vision of heaven. And he says there's a multitude, multitude of people from every nation, every tribe, from everywhere. So many that we can't even count them. Imagine that. I, I, I see that this, the sands on the seashore. It's that many. And he says that, I, that, that these, these people are the saints who are constantly what? Interceding for us. Interceding for us. And then it, powerfully as, as the vision unfolds, he says, and he sees those dressed in white. Who are they? The Lord asks. He says, ah, they're the ones that have survived the time of distress. And now they intercede for us. Despite our failings and our weaknesses. And it is a freeing thing, especially when we get so oppressed by our problems. We say, oh no, wait a minute. My brothers and sisters have finished in the words of St. Paul from, from, if you recall from last Sunday, in that beautiful reading from 2 Timothy. What did he say? Remember, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. See, all of that presupposes that life here is hard. And from the very beginning, as a church, we have honored our brothers and sisters who now inspire us to go and continue and to fight and to endure. When I think of one particular saint, a 14-year-old boy, one of our latest saints, Saint Jose Sanchez del Rio. See, the 1920s, the government that was in power in Mexico were extremely anti-Catholic. And they launched upon a savage strategy to destroy us. But we rebelled. We fought back. It was war. This 14-year-old boy would be captured. And they tried to get him to deny his faith. A 14-year-old boy. The soldiers said, oh, we'll see how much of a man you are. They said to him. His own godfather, by the way, was the one that had him arrested. His own godfather. And it said that in his final day, in 1927, they, they cut the soles of his feet. And they made him walk to the cemetery. Eyewitnesses say you can see the bloody footprints of, of Jose on the ground as he walked. And the entire time, San Jose would yell out in that rallying cry, Viva Cristo Rey. Each step, Viva la Virgen de Guadalupe. Another step, 
Viva Cristo Rey. They walked into a grave that they had dug for him. And they said one last time, the soldiers laughing and jeering. Viva Cristo Rey, he yelled again. And what's amazing, before this, this, this torture at the hand of his own godfather, he wrote a letter to his mom. Still have it. Knowing what was coming, he said, Don't worry about my death, mom. Don't worry. He knew what was going to happen. Jose, a 14-year-old boy, finished the race. Kept the faith. How beautifully it echoes the words of St. Paul, doesn't it? These two men separated by 2,000 years. No different. You see, St. Jose, he spends in time in heaven praying for you and for me. The great multitude that now he's joined spend their time in heaven interceding for us. And that gives me hope. As it should you. As it should all of us. I know this, the tone of the homily is very heavy, right? But, but it's a joy, it is a joyful homily. <laughs> Believe it or not. Because at the end of the day, we know the end of this story. And so again, my brothers and sisters, I ask you for your help. Lift one another up in prayer. Help one another carry the burdens that we all secretly carry. And when we do that, my friends, we're already acting like saints. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.